Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Hello, hello, yes, guten tag, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Alba, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It is our fourth weekend of September, and I don't know about you guys, but I definitely felt like it was Groundhog's Day this morning when I woke up, turn on the news, and the first thing I see is another House Intelligence Committee meeting about presidential authority scandal and overreach. I'm sorry, is this a rerun or are we doing this shit again? Yep, we are back with a vengeance. It is, are we going to impeach him or not? To be or not to be? Version 2.0, 3.0, I don't even know how many iterations we are at this point on the national scale. But of course, I would be remiss to not talk about the latest and greatest Trump folly. That would be uh, the latest scandal that has embroiled the administration, it would appear that some anonymous whistleblower, who definitely isn't John Bolton, that's for sure, uh, has definitely let the government know that possibly Donald Trump is trying to interfere in another election. Holy shit, who could have predicted this? Except for, you know, generally everyone after it was proven that he could get away with it in 2016. So, hey, let's try and do it in 2022. Why not? Uh, so according to the whistleblower's testimony, um, it would appear that Donald Trump reached out to the prime minister of the Ukraine in an effort to try and get dirt on Joe Biden. Uh, and in response, or rather in exchange for this dirt on Joe Biden for the upcoming 2020 election, under, of course, the possibly mistaken assumption that Joe is going to win the nomination, but that's a completely different conversation entirely. Uh, in return uh, for this information, then Trump would uh, be sending uh, intelligence and financial aid to the Ukraine. And yeah, that sounds a little bit sketchy to me. Uh, definitely sketchy by the traditional political paradigm, but sketchy by the Trump paradigm, it's really hard to tell by this point because we've let so many things slide. And I am glad I remember going on a very long rant a couple days ago, actually, about um, and I think it's the hundredth time I've made this rant about how I cannot believe that uh, the House Democrats have still not begun impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump. And so I was very pleasantly surprised, actually, uh, that they are beginning the impeachment inquiry. And I think that one of the reasons for it is because this is such an egregious offense that you almost have to do it by this point, because really, completely honestly, and this has been my point this whole time, is that if we do not hold Donald Trump and whichever weird, terrible, horrible Sam Hain Holt is, you know, pulling the strings before. And if we don't hold him and that group accountable for uh, the the corruption and the crimes of the last three years and, you know, going into whatever happens in the 2020 election, then what is actually the point 
of our institutions? Do we actually have checks and balances? Do we actually have things preventing the president from acting like a a dictator or that they are above the law? Or do we just have a frou-frou styrofoam pinata government? That is my question. And that is what I I truly, truly in my hopes and dreams, I want something to uh, come of this new investigation. But uh, I will say that I was very proud of myself because during my time watching that hearing this morning, not once, not once did I think to myself, (laughs) yeah, we got him this time. Because I have learned, I have seen Charlie Brown whiff on the football too many times in the last three years, my friends, for me to feel any degree of optimism. If we're going to get this son of a bitch out, we are going to have to vote him out. And we still might have to spray some WD-40 and crowbar that shithead out of there. So... Am I optimistic that this new scandal will result in impeachment? Absolutely. Hell no. Do I think that it could be a big old shitstorm that could make his reelection bid a little bit more difficult? Yes, absolutely. So I'm totally in favor of it. But I do not think for one second that this is going to be going anywhere. Because people like to talk about how eventually the Republicans will see the light or they'll be visited by the ghost of Jacob Marley at night and they'll they'll see the light and they'll finally turn around on Trump. But they won't. They never will. Because here's the thing. This is a grift. And the people that are running this grift know that every day that they can extend this is another day that they can suck at the corruption tit. And that is why... They are going to drag their heels on this and nothing will come of it going into 2020. So hate to be the bearer of bad news. And I thought I'd open with that little bit of pessimism. But I promise you that the music is really good in this episode. But let me be the cold, cold splash of Gatorade ice water to sober you up from your revelry. No one's getting impeached over this shit. And uh, if if it does turn out that I'm wrong, uh, then I will... I don't know, I'll spend an entire episode reading the Da Vinci Code on the air or something. Like, shit, I'll hold myself accountable. Someone has to, right? Anyway, that's been my political rant to begin the episode. But you tuned in for tunes, right? Of course you did. The political stuff is just gravy. So we're going to turn to some tunes now. This is a new track by Ben Queller, who has apparently been in a small cave for the last 10 years. But he has a new track out, which rocks the house. It is called Careless. I'm the girl in zebra tights just in black I know who I am so get the fuck off my back The kids at school think I'm just a sheep inside Herein lies a great divide 
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing a new song by Ben Queller. That was his song, Careless. Next, we had Beach Riot and their song, Robot. And finally, we had Red Cross. That is Cross with a K and their song, Fantastico Roberto. So it is the final weekend of September, and that means that spooky time is just around the corner. And that also means that it is about to be haunted house season. And I am so beyond excited. I have been waking up and dowsing myself in pig's blood and holy water just to get that good good mix going because that is how you are able to cut in line at all the best haunted houses or at least that's what they told me on the internet i haven't been to a good haunted house in about three or four years the last haunted house i went to was a haunted farm back in santa fe and the thing i remember most from that is my friend rusty doing a great tarzan impression on karaoke and that was terrifying in its own right but i am ready for some new spooky Halloween memories. And I do have some legitimate haunted house memories as well, which I'll get into in just a little bit. But I am making it an aspiration, a real aspiration for this 2019 spooky time season for me, Corbin, to hit as many haunted houses in the Colorado area as possible so that I may sing their unholy and terrifying praises. So if you would like to accompany me on that journey, you let me know. Hit me up on that social media at Corbin versus the world and at NOCO FM. I would love to get to know the Colorado area and all of the spooky things that it has to offer. And now I will tell a little bit of a ghost story. This is a real ghost story that I have from when I was much younger. When I was in high school, uh, I went to or I attempted to go to a haunted house. It was called the Renner House and it was located way out in the boonies of uh, eastern Kansas, uh, which is generally about 99% boonies already but even more like super boonies, the boonie boonies. Uh, But up in the boonie boonies of eastern Kansas, there was a house called the Renner House. And about 60 years ago, uh, the woman that was living there, she went insane for reasons that people that lived half a century ago, you know, they go insane. So uh, she went insane, murdered her entire family, like the ghost story goes, you know, drowned her kid, shot her husband, all that fun stuff. Uh, And the house went on to be haunted, and it was called the Renner House. uh, And the bridge nearby was called crybaby bridge uh where she allegedly uh drowned her young son and the story goes that when you go and you park your car there uh, if you if you turn off the ignition you can hear the sound of a woman crying and it's a fairly common urban legend all around you know various various ghost stories but i was very taken with this as a young child and or rather a young high school sociopath and uh you know, I went with a group of friends and unfortunately the house had been condemned by the city. And so it had been demolished, uh, I guess a month prior to us actually getting there. So when we got to the renter house, we actually just found, uh, a demolished shell, uh, of a house of a haunted house. And so being the young sociopath that I was, uh, I just stole a bunch of shit. I took some bricks. I took a burnt out skeleton of a chair, uh, and I threw it in my car and, I wish I could tell you that nothing happened, but that's not true. That's not true. A week after I put that stuff in my car, I was at a late night movie. And when I got out of that late night movie, it was about one o'clock and I went to my car and it was very late at night. And there were little tiny ashy handprints all over the back windshield of my car. Now, could it have been pranksters? Maybe. But I prefer to think that it was malicious demons. I was so convinced that I went to my best friend's stepmother, who is a psychic. And I swear to God, all of this stuff is true because my life is a cartoon sitcom. Uh, I went 
to my best friend's stepmom, who is a psychic, and I asked her to do a reading on my car. And she told me, she told me that there were in fact spirits in my car, but they were powered by fear, very much like the Republican Party. So as long as I did not overtly fear them, they would have no power over me. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a great idea. And I drove 100 miles out and just threw all the stuff in a ditch because I decided that that was probably a little bit more emotionally cost effective than not being afraid of the possibly vengeful spirits uh, who were mad that I stole their chair. So anyway, the moral of the story is don't steal from the spirit realm. Don't go to real haunted houses. Go to the real fun fake haunted houses that spring up all over your lovely towns around the spooky season. So I will be doing plenty of that. Hope you enjoyed my ghost story and all of the s'mores that went along with it. You did get the s'mores, right? You did get those in the mail? No? Oh, well. Sorry. You do get some tunes, though. That's cool. Your next tune is brought to you by King Nun and their song, Black Tree. Black roots in the ground suck the water out the rivers. Telephone back home, tell her what she's missing. Washing up on the shore There are pictures of girls And words like forever written Like a spider racing into the sky There's a black tree rising And no one knows why Get stuck in your shoes It gets under your clothes The wind that's blowing cuts down to the bone All hell does know my name A black tree
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing King Nun and their song Black Tree. Then we had Pale Hound and her song Aaron off of her very, very good new album. And finally, we had J.S. Ondera and his song American Dream. And now that we're back, I would like to share a morality tale with you. It's a story of a boy, a boy who wanted free beer, a boy who wanted free beer, but did not know 
the Pandora's box that he was going to open with that deep, deep want. I am talking, of course, about Carson King. He is a uh, college student at Iowa State who recently found himself web famous. Uh, He appeared on College Game Day, or rather his sign appeared on College Game Day, asking the internet to Venmo him money so that he could replenish his bush light supply. And that might be the most Midwestern sentence I have ever uttered in my life. But the internet totally took that arrow and ran with it. Uh, They donated over a million dollars. I will repeat that. A million dollars for Bush Light to Carson King based off of this sign. And we're going to hit a couple little little toll booth stops in this story. And this is going to be the first one. I don't understand how the internet decides what random ass begs for money to reward and whatnot. Because like two months ago i put up a dipshit kickstarter so that kevcat and i could go down to area 51 for for the invasion september 20th and do you know how much money we got out of that 40 fucking dollars 40 dollars i can't even have a good night out on that shit meanwhile this kid asks for beer money and fucking daddy warbucks internet's like oh yes absolutely take my millions of dollars for beer money go live your hedonistic 72 virgin life where you have been given everything you could possibly want so they give him a million dollars whose dick do i have to suck at kickstarter to get some attention here jesus christ i like beer i'm from the midwest i'm come on come on show me some love guy anyway anyway so that's our first toll booth stop on this story so anyway internet randomly this kid hits the lottery the internet gives him a million dollars for beer money because life is unfair uh but you know to his credit to his credit you know he gets a million dollars for beer money and he's like, well, I'm a college student in the Midwest, so I'm only going to go through like maybe $200,000 of this, maybe. And so the rest of it, he donated to charity. And that was such a cool move uh, that that Anheuser-Busch decided to match that donation along with Venmo as well. They all decided to match it. So uh, nearly overnight, just a shitload of money that was originally intended as goofy prank internet beer money got donated to children's hospitals. So, whoa, cool. What a feel-good story. So uh, the Des Moines Register decided to do a feature about this guy. And during their uh, very thorough background investigation, they determined, and you might want to sit down for this, that apparently when Carson was in high school, he tweeted some off-color racist jokes on Twitter. I know, I know, a teenager in the Midwest saying some racist stuff on social media. I had to sit down too, and I've only recently got my blood pressure back under control. So, of course, anyone who's familiar with the moral panics of 2019 and previous years should know already how, you know, the the following parts of this story will shake down. Uh, the article comes out with the racist tweets. Anheuser-Busch drops him. There's a giant shitstorm. And here's the thing that's hilarious about this. Everyone got pissed at the Des Moines Register for outing this kid's tweets because I have finally, I think that we have finally, as a society, identified 
the event horizon by which we won't acknowledge cancel culture. And it's for something as meaningless as this. See, my whole thing is that this kid wasn't trying to fucking head up Disney. He wasn't trying to work for SNL. He's not trying to do it. He was trying to get beer money. And there was no reason to, you know, go and do the deep dive into his social media to to find out his shit. And so I kind of have to, like, beg the question of, you know, how exactly, like, how long in hours is it 48 or 72 hours does your name have to be trending before they send the Gestapo internet police to come snoop your social media and find out some stuff that they can drag out about you because and and that was the root of the outrage and people got so pissed off at the Des Moines Register that they had to issue a statement about the article and people got so pissed off about the statement that they had to turn around and issue another statement about the statement two days later and it was just titled we heard you we know you're upset it was that bad they had to send police to the des moines register to to protect the building because people were sending death threats uh to, to the media publications and then uh in beautiful 2019 poetic irony some other internet sleuths decided to do some deep dives on the article writer for this kid and they found that he had written some that he had written some racist and sexist and terrible tweets in the past and so i think that as a general rule i think we should just assume that anyone from the midwest probably has some shitty tweets probably at some point and i say this as a person from the midwest please don't do a deep dive on me But now the fallout from this is ridiculous. You have an Illinois brewing company now that has reached out to try and take on Carson as their mascot. And now uh, the Southwestern Green Chili War is now being trumped by the Midwestern Domestic Beer War of 2019. And I can't wait to see how that will all shake down. But it's just such a great overall, just 2019, the cycle of outrage, all of those things really find themselves displayed through this story. So I thought that I would uh, share that with you and hopefully uh there will be a happy ending for everyone involved i don't know what a happy ending looks like at this point uh you know maybe he does get free beer for the rest of his life i don't know anyway i'll leave you to ruminate on that and all of the various moral questions i would ruminate on them but (laughs) i have the ethical nuance of a of a fortune cookie so here's some time for more tunes this is Spielberg and their song Millionaire.
clueless I'm sure you're ready to bounce and debate this I'm over arguing She's into gardening Got the weather for tomatoes Like my Pellegrino sparkling Got high Saw your best friend naked I can't shake it I didn't hate it Her dad grows backyard marijuana you Shouldn't do it with your best friends Unless you really, really wanna
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing Million Air by Spielberg. Next, we had Jaywalk by Finkel. And finally, we had Pre-Goblin and their song Combustion. And now that we are back, it is time for me to let you know that we are just wrapping up this episode of Corbin versus the world. The sand is starting to ebb out of the Corbin versus the world hourglass. It is starting to get to be that time to turn into a pumpkin. So I am going to do what I usually do and talk about all the super cool things related to the Corbin versus the world universe. Did you know I have a blog now? Go see my blog. It's at Corbin versus the You can go and check out all of our podcast episodes as well as read my witticisms about the world and society and entertainment and all of those things. I will be releasing a post soon documenting my playthrough of the KFC dating sim, which I'm very, very excited about. And I know you should be too. Also make sure to check out NOCO FM. That's noco.fm. That is our parent company. We love them oh so much. And we have a new music stream on that site as well, 24-7. Either got our in-house podcasts or a curated stream of songs that I have chosen. So definitely check out that stream on there. Also check out our social media at Corbin versus the world and at NOCO FM. Add us on Facebook as well. Let's see. Am I forgetting anything? No, I don't think so. I hope you very much enjoyed this show. I've got a fun little uh, potpourri grouping of songs for you. Uh, this first song is going to be Jonah Hills by the group Slater. Then we've got 100 Gex, uh, which is a super fun group. I uh, was wondering ex- at exactly what point it was going to take for us to start uh, seeing artists that were influenced by like the crazy neon scene core of like the late 2000s, like my high school boner jams, basically. And uh, that would be definitely the realm that 100 Gex falls into. So I'm very glad that that is starting to display itself. And finally, uh, wrapping us up, we have a song by Bun Bun, which is a very fun little electro performance art group out of Denver. That is going to be their song Urban B. So that's going to be a fun little potpourri mix of songs closing us out. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Corbin versus the world. My name is Corbin David Alba. Go peacefully and passionately about your weekend. Catch you next week, friendos. Appreciate ya.
tail bender like my mom used to be up in the jail only once on a pollinating street and I like to think now I'm turning a new leaf like this like this like this like this like this the tearing down my neighborhood tomorrow so pretty soon I'm gonna be just a bee so pretty soon I'm gonna be just a bee This has been a production of NOCO FM.